we're back. And and we're back and we're better than ever. Very <laughs> energetic and full of vim and vigor. No one is tired. Not a one. We we took a week off and it was all my fault. Yeah. And I and also this is a day late and it's also all my fault. That's also correct. And Taylor's been very kind and very patient. And I wanna take this time on air to thank you for being so <laughs> empathetic towards all my difficulties and uh you know what from here on out we're back okay we're back baby all right i accept it um so sorry for taking me wow i forgot how to do a podcast taylor talk instead of me okay i'm gonna talk now welcome to the podcast it's popping the questions we're popping them you're sucking them in (laughs) gross i hate that imagery well that's too bad because i'm in charge now that was me sucking in some questions I'm sorry. I don't, this bully word gets worse and worse every oh, week. Oh no! Um, go ahead. But you know, uh, I had extra time and extra love to put into the song, and hopefully you did too. I did it exactly what I normally do, and I wrote it today, right beforehand, and I have not recorded it yet. Just <laughs> Taylor's like so so crestfallen right now. <laughs> Literally, how? How is that possible? Like, I just, I just don't understand how you could possibly be so lazy. I thought that I had an all-time low expectation of you, and yet. No, I keep digging deeper. Here we are. No, I almost had a recording today. Well. But I didn't. So I'm sorry. All right. Taylor's about to. Taylor's about to is like inches away from just calling this all quits and just calling the whole thing off. I think one of us knows that they owe the other one a vegan milkshake, and um, to that end, we'll see. <laughs> I'll buy you like a million milkshakes. In wow! Pe- in you heard it here in first. Penance. One million milkshakes. <sighs> what a debt! What a soul debt I have now. <laughs> all right, it's gonna take a while. Okay, so the questions this week. It's like $300 million. It's so many. Especially the ones that I like are like $6. Wait, hold on. 6 or $7. I guess I just said a million makes... I just... <laughs> the math I just did was that each milkshake, I guess, is $300. <laughs> it's like a really Really, good, really nice milkshake with gold, gold on gold leaf. It. Yeah, yeah. Actual gold. Anyways, what were the questions this week? I'm going to get you a regular milk. It's just going to be a good vegan milkshake from Chicago Diner. Thank you. There's a million of them, though. Uh, I like the carrot cake shake. Ooh, yummy. Um, like so question cake. 23, that was yours, Josiah. <laughs> it's how close and warm is your family? Okay. Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Yes. And mine was number 24, the last in set two. Oh, fuck. Which is, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? These are both great family-oriented questions. Yes. So I, I had a goal. Part of the reason why I didn't get this done as quick as I wanted to this week was because I kept trying to schedule a time to talk to my sister um, because I wanted to ask her this question because she's a year and a half younger than me. So we basically had the same childhood. Um, so I'm blaming it partly on her, but also partly on me because I procrastinated. Um, so it's mostly me and very like 5% my sister's fault because she's bad at responding to the text messages. So I didn't get to talk to her. So I talked to my one of my best friends, mm. my best friend Riley, who I don't know if you've met in real life yet. Not in real life, no. Yeah. Riley and I have known each other for a while um, since college, and uh, we go way back. And 
Um, we are like band partners. We've sung stuff a lot, write songs together sometimes. And hopefully soon, once uh, both of us are a little less busy, we're going to start playing some music here in Chicago, too. Anyway, I just burped. I... <laughs> what else is new? Burping right in my face during levels. I'm sorry. I'm going to edit it out. Two burps, one show. Gross. Well, I only have two burps. What if I have another one coming on? <laughs> anyway, so I asked uh, Riley, um, and I, I know I know I know Riley pretty well, and I know um, her family uh, history. Well, not her family history super well, but it was interesting to talk to her um, a little more in depth about it. Because um, Riley's definitely one of those people who um, she collects her own family mm-hmm. um, and has created sort of a support system for herself out of whole cloth uh, because. She, uh, for her answer to the question, she said she's not particularly close with anyone except for her dad. Like, her dad and her are really close, really tight. He's very kind, very loving man. Um, he's very funny. He's one of those dads, one of those parents that on Facebook, like, anytime his kid gets tagged in anything, he comments on it because he kind of doesn't know how Facebook works mm. and doesn't realize that she's not posting it. Like, it's someone <laughs> else that he doesn't know. But he's like, there's my baby girl. And oh, it's my like, God. It's like Kevin that... You don't even know who posted this, but okay. It's pretty adorable every time. It makes me laugh. Um, but so Riley didn't have a great childhood. I'm not going to go into a lot of details because um, some of it was kind of personal. But uh, when I was asked about her childhood being happier than others, she was like, definitely not. She didn't have, her mom was not a very good person and did a lot of bad shit. And um, she wasn't super close with her older sister, her younger brother. And uh, still to this day, like she's mostly just close to her dad. And uh, like I said, has kind of created her own family. Um, and Riley knows my family pretty well, probably better than I know hers because we went to college and my family, like, together, my family, like, lived really nearby mm-hmm. um, in the same town for a long time. So they kind of um, uh, view Riley as one of their own because um, uh, we became really good friends in college. And, like, my dad has given um, the same uh, painting that he's created, uh, he's painted to each of his kids as a wedding gift uh, for when they get married. Um, and... Uh, he has like a certain landscape that he makes out of soil paint paints that he invented, which is crazy. And so he does the same one every time a kid gets married and he gives it to as a wedding gift. And he, uh, Riley was, and her husband Dakota is one of the only people not in the family that he's given it, uh, one of those two. Wow. Um, yeah. So I can't wait to get mine, but I'll probably never get married. So just say it. You're going to get one. Or maybe one. I'll get like three because I'll get married Stop. three times. You're going to get one and then I'm going to infiltrate your family and, and I want to get one too. Well, and you're, 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 you're familiar a little bit with my family and how kind of, I don't know, put together we appear on the outside because um, we do a lot of cute stuff like playing music together on the holidays. Uh-huh. But so, I mean, um, I'm pretty close with my family and Riley knows that. And Riley's pretty close with my family too. She loves, like, loves my parents. Doesn't, hasn't seen my brothers and sisters as often, but... Um, it was interesting. We both just kind of took this question then a little further and talked about, you know, kind of the family you create once you're on your own mm-hmm. and also the family you kind of have to create whenever you don't have the best family life or if your fam- if your childhood was more complicated and um, not as idyllic as it were. And, I mean, my, my like, for my answer, um, I'm pretty close to my family, especially my parents. Um, they've been very kind um, to me in my sort of uh like they know that i don't believe like in all the shit they believe in as as far as as, as far as christianity is concerned um and i've had conversations with my mom and dad about that and they've both been very loving and very kind all the time like still witnessing to me and like trying to be like you know this is it's Je- this is jesus what he's all about and i'm like eh, no, i'm not having it right but they're still very nice about it um i'm pretty close with most of my brothers and sisters uh, or my sister um 
uh, I'm probably closest to my little brother because uh, we talk all the time, and we also probably have the, the most similar opinions when it comes to like politics and religion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've gotten a lot of fights with like my older brother and my si- and, and well, all my siblings, but specifically my older brother and my sister about it's always about like theology and religion and mm-hmm. shit. Like even back when I was like considered myself a Christian, we would still just get in like drag out shout matches oh about like the finer points of like, <laughs> was well, predestination a thing? And then I'd be like, no, I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like who cares? Ah. Anyway. Um, so, but I do have a good relationship and my childhood was, I, I think my childhood was compared to a lot of people, especially like junior high and high school was like really good compared to a lot of kids. Cause I had a lot of fun and had really good friends. And I looked at my older brother and learned what not to do and to what, how to not piss my parents off. Mm. So I was very open and honest with them in a lot of ways. And it paid off because they trusted me and a lot. Of, and, and I kind of held that trust and respected it and had a pretty easy junior high and high school experience. And then like shit broke bad in high school or in college once I realized I was super depressed. But mm. when I was a little kid, like it was a little harder because I had a lot of emotional issues and like probably had some undiagnosed like something or other, some behavioral issues that didn't get addressed really very much. I just cried all the time and got spanked a lot because I didn't behave because I just was like, everything sucks and nothing's fair. But I don't know. I think my childhood was, especially when I, like I told Riley too, it's interesting um, hearing people's backstories and their, about their childhood and also their family experience. And like similar with you, like it's, I never think about the fact that like some people didn't have, because my family does have issues and my, my older brother and my parents fought a lot and my sisters fought. And like, I fought with my parents too a lot. Um, but we still, at the end of the day, like are all pretty happy to get together, like especially around the holidays or like literally anytime we can where we're visiting. Like it's, there's never this awkward, like, oh God, I got to see my brother. Like, yeah. it's always nice. And I kind of didn't realize, I think till I moved to Chicago that that's like not the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really big blessing uh, in my life that I do have that. Um, and uh, that's kind of what the song's about because my family, especially my parents, have always been like collectors of strays mm. <laughs> of every, of every of all types, animal and human. And um, so my home was always like there was literally an open door policy that my dad and mom were like, if any of our friends could just like they didn't have to knock or ring the doorbell, they mm. could just come in whenever they wanted because they were like, if you're if we're here, just come on in and. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was adorable. Also, a very small town life because mm-hmm. the door just like wasn't locked, mm. <laughs> and they just like walk in and we're like, "Hey!" Oh my god. Um. So yeah, the song's kind of about that, and uh, about like inviting someone to be a part of your like, you know, your family that you choose. Cool. And I'm gonna play it for you in real life because I haven't recorded it yet. I made a little house for you and put it in the backyard. I used wooden nails and glue, my dad helped, it wasn't hard. I hope that you like your new home, cause we'd like you to stay. But if you have to, you can go, just say you'll come back someday. And there's no place like home, but home isn't a place. Home is the feeling I get when I see your face. It's the ache in my heart when you are far away. It's the stories that we share, the things we don't have to. I cooked a lot of food tonight for us to eat as a pair No meat, no dairy, no wheat, just right for the two of us to share And we've got lots of DVDs if you want to watch something fun And my mom's making her cookies, we can eat them when they're done Cause there's no place like home, but home is in a place 
home is the feeling I get when I see your face. It's the ache in my heart when you are far away. It's stories that we share, things we don't have to say. And if you're ever feeling down, the dogs will lift your spirits. They can make you happy, or at least some feeling near it. And if you need a mom or dad, well, I've got those too. My brothers and sisters ain't half bad, I'll share them with you. Cause there's no place like home, but home is in a place. Home is the feeling I get when I see your face. It's the ache in my heart when you are far away. It's stories that we share, the things we don't have to say. Cause there's no place like home, but home is in a place. Home is the feeling I get when I see your face. It's the ache in my heart when you are far away. It's the stories that we share, the things we don't have to say. Yeah, there's no place like home, but home is in a place. Home is the feeling I get when I see your face. It's the ache in my heart when you are far away. Stories that we share, the things we don't have to say. It's stories that we share, the things we don't have to say. Very sweet. Very sweet. Very simple again. It's just like, just a little folk song about your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was very welcoming and, you know gingerbready and you know i i loved it it was really i don't know picturesque and stuff yeah i've got like a little tear in my eye right now thinking about it mm -hmm. I, I wanted to evoke evoke invoke evoke evoke i wanted to evoke the feeling of my home growing up back in canyon texas because mm. it was it was just very welcoming and my my parents were very cool and like i just adopted everybody and were like you're our family now so mm. i don't know it's it's simple and sweet and short yeah that's just really nice. Thanks. Um, also, also, I wanted, like, a part of my inspiration was, like, I want this to be, like, like, if I could get little kid Riley and be, like, hey, your mom sucks. Come have my family. <laughs> like, that was part of yeah. what, in my mind, I was, like, inviting her to be, like, hey, you can, you can have ours. Because, like, I think about that sometimes. It's, like, oh, hey, your family sucks. Well, here, you can just have my mom and dad for a second because they're pretty cool. Unless you're gay. They probably wouldn't like that. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> your question, talking about parents. Yep. How, what is it? How? It's, it's how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Um, Who did you talk to? I talked to Alex Mata. Alex. Sweet friend of mine. Yes. She's very cool. Uh, called her while I was right before my class uh, that I teach on Sunday. And we got to talking about moms. And this was um, a few days before my mom's birthday and um you know she had just you know her mom had just dropped her off some groceries so it was a ripe conversation <laughs> adorable uh and basically yeah um we she was telling me about how um you know she's trying to uh burden her mom less with her like daily bullshit mm. and only come to her like with like stuff that she really cares about because sure. like she feels like her mom has worked so hard she doesn't shouldn't have to deal with daily bullshit anymore sure. um 
but that she has a really good and strong relationship with her mom and um you know she has sisters too and they she felt like it was really like an even distribution amongst them and that they all kind of favored mom because they were all girls sure. right and um yeah it was just a really sweet little combo and we kind of got to the point where it was like you know, the thing that is hard is, of course, when we realize that our parents are people. Yes. And we've talked about that before in this podcast. Yes. And it is, I think it's a recurring theme as an adult human yeah. being. And it's like developmentally, like where we are in our age right totally, now yeah. is like, like this that, is this is the time that, that we are like. 20s is just rough. Yeah. <laughs> where we're like, oh, they're not the perfect human beings. No. How like, about that? You're like, oh, they were my age when they first had kids kids that's wild um so yeah she was talking about that and um i was saying how how i'm pretty close with my mom Mm -hmm. um i call her like every week or so Mm -hmm. which i'm the only one of my siblings who does that uh because the rest of them are deadbeats (laughs) hope you're finally listening to this james oh man Um, called out but no, thanks for listening if you are. But also call mom also, some you're more. A deadbeat. Please call mom more. <laughs> um, but uh, it, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that I have a really good relationship with my mom. It's uh, difficult because she, um, the complicated part about our relationship is that she um, was like a child therapist. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, also, her mom died when she was 16. Mm. So there are parts that I feel like she never got to experience. Like, she never got to experience an adult relationship with her mother. Right. So in, in a lot of ways. To model it off of. Yeah. In a lot of ways, she feels like she can't share everything with me, I think, because of that. And, like, she's like, well, you'll always be my baby. And lots of parents say that. But I think a lot of people are able to have a much more, like, egalitarian relationship with their parents sure. somehow and but you know maybe it's because my mom like, is old-fashioned too yeah um and i say that with full of love but she is very like you know we don't curse because it's just not ladylike but mm. she doesn't really buy into what ladylike is you know because she's a boss but you know what i mean but also no curse those are like those are like the things that have remained with her sure um and it's also tough because you know uh she We'll we'll talk about this, I guess, some when we talk about my childhood. But uh, yeah, you know, she divorced my my dad when uh, I don't know how old I was three, maybe mm-hmm. two, three, and uh, she had to work really, really hard to um, give him the opportunity to be a great dad to me, whilst not. Um, forcing her own opinion onto me Mm. and in some ways it might have been better if she had sooner discussed some stuff with me you know sure that was something similar to what riley talked about that like a lot of her mom and dad's relationship like in retrospect it's like oh i was doing this for you and it's like well Mm -hmm. you might (laughs) have there might have been something a better choice yeah yeah. But overall, I have a really lovely relationship with my mom, I think. Um, I, I do love talking to her. I call her before I make any big decision, really. Smart. Um, and she'll she'll always be my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, what did I what did I write this song about? Uh, yeah, nice. I, I guess so. I think that the thing I took away from both me and Alex's conversation is uh, being, like, this, like, kind of crazy and wild daughter 
who has grown and isn't exactly sure of like where to place that in their relationship with their mother. Sure. Um, and I, I kind of call it my improbable daughter Ooh. and song. And I guess we can talk about this more after, but because um, I am my mom's improbable daughter. So okay. this is really for her. All right, let's listen to it. Like your mom's gonna cry when she listens to that. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I don't feel. I feel like I know it's gonna happen. Aww. I want you to explain the improbable daughter phrase to me because I I like that as a turn of phrase, but I don't exactly understand what it means. And I want you. I want to as much as you can or yeah. want to explain it. Um. Okay. So I'm the youngest of eight. Mm-hmm. Um. But of the children my mom has had, I'm the only girl, mm. and she had gone through. Um, many pregnancies, uh, expecting a boy and, uh, never getting that girl. And she told me that when she was talking about having a baby with Steve, my dad, she was like, all right, I'm going to give it one more go. (laughs) 
But, you know, if this one isn't a girl, then, like, I'm stopping. <laughs> I'm stopping, and that is it. You're like the reverse uh, of, like, all royal families. Basically. Yeah. Um, and also, like, <laughs> so, yes, it's improbable that I was a uh, female. It's improbable that, um, you know, Julie. she had me when she was 36 or 37. Sure. That's not, like, the typical age. Not super and typical, no. Also, I'm just not, you know, the run-of-the-mill daughter that I think she anticipated having. I'm a sure. lot... Are you a little black sheep in the family? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Same. Uh, but, you know, she tells me all the time... Well, she t- used to tell me all the time that I'm a lot like her mom. Mm. And her mom was, like, really known for being wild and crazy. <laughs> and, like, uh, just so, so out there. And my mom, my my stepdad calls her a sidewalk walker because she would never just like jaywalk into the street mm. or like do anything that would be like against the law. Sure. Um, she's very, you know, on the straight and narrow, which is great. And she's the sweetest woman of all time. And I love her and I respect her. But I am I am not that way. You are your mother's daughter, but you are not cut of the same jib necessarily. Correct. Yeah. That, that's, I like that. I like that. I was curious about the the sort of meaning behind that because I think it's a really cool turn of phrase. Thank you. And it really tied the song together very well. Yeah. And so I tried to put in some things that she would say to me, like, you know, the sun will still rise and set is, is something that she would say that I say all the time. Um, sort of this, like, kind of uh, gone with the wind, well, tomorrow's another day yes. sort of thing. Like, she'll say it, like, tongue-in-cheek, but, like, really, like, at her core believes it. And so I'm that way, too, and I think you know that about me. Definitely. Getting back on that horse. Always. Except I think I do it just in a way more aggressive way. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you, like, spank the horse. Or I'm like, fuck this horse. <laughs> fuck this horse. I'm going to ride it. And the horse I is like, ah! <laughs> Writer's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. Moms are great. Moms are great. Yeah. Do you want to segue into that to telling me about my question, your answer? Um, so, do you are you close with your family? You're close with your mom, you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, talk about yeah. how good your childhood how, was. How, how close warm. and warm is your family? And was, was my childhood, childhood happier than, than others? Most? So, I know you're close with your mom and dad. We don't talk to very much pretty much uh yeah i'm really close with my mom um i yeah i it's uh, so many things happened when i was too young to comprehend them sure and then there were like boundaries that i wasn't really i don't feel like i was made fully aware of like who i was supposed to be around when right and if i was around these people and like i shouldn't be alone with them or you know like and not only was i not clued into this but none of my siblings or extended family right were clued into it so basically it's like two people versus like another 10 to 12 at any given point right and like nobody knows what's going on and there's no consistency and it you know was that's hard for a kid because kids want consistency and yeah. they want rules and things. And um, I think I did have a really warm, warm family and they're really warm and they, they aren't withholding by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, sometimes 
warmth can be misguided. Sure. Uh, and it can it can uh, be used uh, in a hurtful way, yeah. um, which sounds counterintuitive, but like really, I think everyone in my family really meant well and wanted me to have this great childhood and to like heal up and you know not be this crazy child uh but that's just not how it happened and i like had a lot of stuff that i i couldn't deal with and stuff that i didn't understand and nobody was talking about it and what can you do mm. what can you do if nobody's talking about it so um yeah, I I would say that my childhood wasn't necessarily unhappy by any means. Like, I feel so lucky to have the same best friend as I did in kindergarten, you know, yeah. and like doing Girl Scouts with them and uh, going on all the trips with um, my cousins. And, um, you know, I feel like though, like recre- when I think about like the recreational parts of my childhood, like those feel really good and warm and like my my friend Kara's mom Miss Tally is like basically my second mom mm. and like she like she her I get welcomed to their house for like any holiday ever which is great because my my family um doesn't really like yeah. uh always make the best plans and then there's like people I don't want to see um but like I like Kara's family is always like a family that I am able to count on. So like in that found family. Yeah. And it's so a like, that keeps coming back in this podcast yeah. too. So in like that way I had a really warm and happy childhood and like yeah. so, so many things I feel like really grateful for, but uh, there was a lot of isolation for me Sure. and a lot of othering for me that was really painful and that I, I couldn't understand that it was different. And I didn't understand why I was different and why I was treated differently. And um, that, like, really bummed me out fully, like, through to my adulthood, basically. And I'm just, like, been able to, like, sort of unpack that in the last few years. So, yeah. Um, yeah what, what, am I missing anything in that question? No, I think you, I think I you think did that. Good. Yeah, you're how happy compared to others. I think it's interesting phrasing that as, like, how happy your childhood is compared to others. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a weird way to put it. But I guess there isn't, like, a quintessential perfect childhood because we're all comparing ourselves to the people around us. Yeah. Also, it's also kind of weird how you don't really realize what you happened in your life was weird or bad or wrong or good until you're able to, like, grow up and talk about it with other people. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, there is some stuff that you look back on you're like, oh, shit. Even, like, even me having a relatively, like chill and stable family environment mm-hmm. growing up there's still like stuff i can look back on and go oh that was kind of weird that's kind of fucked up yeah and that's probably like me getting like spanked a lot is yeah. not, it's pretty standard for being in the bible that belt culture. and that yeah. culture but i'm separating myself from that and being able to like as a grown up be like oh that wasn't great yeah. that probably wasn't a good idea but like you know your parents doing what is appropriate at during the time the, and the conventional place they're in. wisdom yeah. so yeah i think it's and it's, it's interesting because you're only like you can only grow up and, be, and then look back and be like oh so much of who i am makes yeah. sense because of my freaking childhood but like i guess the good thing about it is that like i like felt really lucky for a lot of stuff when i was a kid and i felt like i had a lot of opportunities when I was a kid, I just, like, there were some parts that I was, like, 
the, it just didn't make sense to me. It didn't make me sad or upset or angry. I just like genuinely did not understand. Right. And the lasting effects of like when a child has to like fill in the blanks for themselves is like not great. Yeah. That S- isn't. So explain stuff to your kids, folks. Yeah, just <laughs> information is great to have and to not hide things. I think that I think I just like dive into this just for, for a second because I deal with kids all the time and especially this job where I've been dealing with kids who have lost a parent. Um there is an I don't think that there are there is like a, a very small area of things that I think are inappropriate to talk about with a child. Sure. No, I was actually thinking about this the other night. Like, I agree. I agree. Like, I, during this camp, have talked to, like, uh, this kid saw my phone case, which is um, these, like, ladies in water swimming, but they they don't have any clothes on. Mm-hmm. And this little girl came up to me. She's like, somebody told me that because you have naked girls on your phone case that that makes you a lesbian. And I was like, oh, um, I'm not. Uh, nudity also doesn't always mean, like, sexual things sexual things and but i couldn't like really say sexual and have it her understand what that meant so i was like just because someone's naked um that's that's pretty natural don't you think you were born naked right so these ladies you know they were born in the water and they've just been enjoying their life she goes okay right or but like she then nonchalantly like drops all this knowledge on my lap about like her like incredibly like horrific circumstances and the things surrounding the death of her parent and the things that she feels so nonchalantly. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, here is a six-year-old who, like, has gone through, like, immense tragedy. And, like, she just also is in a place where, like, she doesn't understand. And she has a caregiver telling her things that, like, are harmful to her. Yeah. And because she thinks that she doesn't understand. Yeah. The, the caregiver thinks that this girl doesn't understand. And I'm like, listen, kids fucking get it. They're way smarter than we They give them fucking for. get it. And even if some stuff flies over their heads, fine. Yeah. At fine. least At least they'll hear it and then they'll internalize it, hopefully. And then later. And, and they do. Yeah. And they do. Because they're going to internalize whatever it is, good or bad. And sometimes they, they'll ask a follow-up question, mm-hmm. you know? Like, well, what does that mean that, like, you know, um, like... Uh, dad isn't going to be living with us anymore. Yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, this is what it is, right? Anyway, what I'm saying is clear communication is really important. Yeah, and, especially with kids. And, and not talking about something for your own comfort is selfish, in my, yes. in my opinion. I agree. Anyway, I agree. Uh, so Josiah, mm-hmm. tell me, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I feel great about it. She's wonderful. Yeah. I'm pretty close with my mom, too. I'm close with my mom and my dad. Um, I talk to them both pretty consistently. I probably talk to my mom more often. I call her at least once a week. And it's I, it's not like a scheduled thing. I just uh, am like every couple of days, I'm like, I want to talk to my mom. And yeah. normally it's like I want to tell her something cool that's happening or some story and also just catch up with her and see how like they're doing. And like my grandparents are having some issues on the, my mom's side. So I'll call her and like check in how that's all going. Yeah. and. Just, like, to tell them how, what's what's up and what's going on. And I do the same thing with my dad. I call my mom a little more often than I call my dad, though. And a lot of times they're together, and so they'll both just listen to me talking. And then, But, like, I don't realize my dad's actually listening until, like, halfway through the conversation. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I am very close to my mom. She's, uh, I also call her for advice all the time. Uh, she's, she's, I, I rely on my mom more for like emotional support, uh, than I do my dad. Yeah. My dad, I go to for more. And that was the same thing. Like, like it, my dad, we, uh, all of my brothers and sisters, we always went to my dad if there was like a tangible problem that needed to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But if our heart was hurting or our feelings were hurt, we'd always go to our mom. Yeah. So it was like, we, if like, if we fell and like, skinned our knee real bad we go to dad and be like i need a band-aid and then but we go to mom to be like i hurt myself <laughs> then mom's like oh here here and so like i guess that's sort of a classic um it might kind of falls into gender roles in, in, in a slight way but it's also just their personalities right my dad is very pragmatic uh, pragmatic logical like very scientific and so like if yeah if shit broke we're like fix it dad but then when we're sad about how it broke we're like mom my <laughs> feelings are hurt and then she was and also my mom was just was uh, is still and was back then um, a more emotionally intelligent than my dad. Like my dad's gotten a lot better in the mm-hmm. last like I think five or ten years. Um, uh, mostly, through, you know, his relationship with my mom. Um, but yeah, my, I feel really good about my relationship with my mom. She's very kind and empathetic towards me, and it's very supportive. And like when I talked to her over Christmas about how I was feeling really sad and like left out. Um, uh, because of like my religious differences from the family and like other random stuff, I was like having a panic attack over a lot mm. of stupid shit, and then also about some not stupid shit. And she was just very kind and like just like held me and like while I cried, and then she started crying, and then it was just a big mm. mess. Um, so yeah, she's very very kind and loving. Oh my gosh, um, I can't handle it when my mom cries. Me neither. I I. I don't hate it, but it's just like, I'm like, no, don't. I do hate it. I, well, I, I she... 100% reject it. It's like, I, the worst <laughs> thing I've ever done in this world, Josiah, is make my mom cry. Mm. She came to see me and the sound of music without telling me. And she'd already been to like, th- I mean, they did like, I don't, Lord knows how many shows, like six or 12 shows of the sound of music. And she came to one. She told me that she wasn't going to come. And after the show, I was like, mom, if you're going to come, you got to tell me. When I saw you in the audience, I got upset, and she went home and bawled, and I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever done." Well, yeah, and I to mean, this day, I'm like, "This is this, yeah, confirmed." I, I think there's a difference between that and your mother's sympathy crying along with sympathy you, crying. because most of the time, if well, most of the times, I think I have made my mom cry when I've been in fights with like my mm-hmm. brothers or my dad, and she's just been like, "Stop, please." Um, <laughs> So that's like that does isn't isn't a good feeling at all. But most of the time when my mom's crying, it's because like she's sad for me as well because she has a lot of empathy and she's just like weeping. Most of the time when my mom's crying, it's because we're watching Moulin Rouge or a Meg Ryan movie. (laughs) So if you're wondering where I get it from, folks, my mom just sleeps during movies because she can't stay awake. That's what my dad does. Yeah. But no, yeah, I mean, she's wonderful and very empathetic and, and <laughs> I feel very blessed to have a good relationship with my mom and my dad, even though like it is, it is strange sometimes due to our religious differences. Um, they are both very kind and empathetic when it comes to talking about those, even though they are still, you know, like trying to witness and, you know, right. win me back to the light side, I guess. But I don't know. I feel blessed to have the parents I do have because they're really cool about a lot of stuff. And even though they're really Christian, they're like pretty proactive and progressive about their politics um because they don't want any like they don't want any legislation inhibiting anybody's rights but they do think like you know they're probably people are going to go to hell for like their behavior but they're like no government you stay out of their rights 
So it's that's a weird something. duality. That's yeah, something. they're almost there. Mm. They're all, they're so close. Anyway, mm. parents and childhood. Yeah, it's a rich vein. It, it is a rich <clears throat> vein. Um, I think that was a lot of uh, a lot of set two. Yeah, a lot of set two is like very much yeah. digging into your family and like right. your chosen your family past. as well. Chosen, yeah, that found family that I love so much. I love that in stories, like fiction. Yeah, love the found family fiction mm. Mm. where it's like a bunch of bunch of nova, ragtag ragtag teams and you're like and then by the end they're like you know what yeah we're f- and i'm just like you're yeah you found love love was the answer all along Aww. i love that shit um well what's the questions for next week i feel like we've, we've talked about stuff. i'm very excited we're into set three and this is where it gets okay. real. it's really real set 20 or number 25 make three true we statements each for oh, instance wow. we are both in the room feeling dot 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 it's like meisner uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this one because uh, I just love I love the ones where we talk to each other. Uh, and number 26, complete the sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share oh. dot, 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 which is going to be a very rich one for you, Josiah. Oh, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> no, because I had to do the list one last time. Oh, yeah, I'll do the list one this time. Yeah, you had to do like the name five things yeah. we have in common or whatever. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, so I'll do the, I'll do 25. Uh, cool. So I'll do 26. And we're like getting real close in here. We're behind. So we're not going to be done in time for, for when, when we go see Childish Gambino. But oh, that's I, OK, because then we can record like a reaction. Like we'll be like, oh, Childish Gambino, sound again. Uh, and then everyone will be like, we get it. You saw Childish Gambino. You guys have a friendship outside of the studio. <laughs> the studio, a.k.a. half of Josiah's room. A.k.a. the squalor parlor. Yes, the squalor parlor. Yeah. Squalor parlor. Squalor. Squalor. The squalor parlor. Like yes. it's British, you know? Yeah. Squalor parlor. Well, I think that's everything. Yep. Go. Oh, sorry for my really bad mix this week. I know that it's bad. <laughs> I know that it's bad. I also had been sleeping for like 18 hours and then I had to record it because one of us cares about <laughs> getting it recorded before we show up. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I just haven't faced any negative consequences for doing it late yet. Yeah. So I keep doing it late. I'm sorry. I'm not your mom. I know. No one is except my mom. Except for your mom. She's not here. She does a like... great job of it. She did a great job. Um, follow us on all the social medias, get in that Facebook group, check out the SoundCloud for these songs by themselves. Um, yeah, that's all. Call your mom. Call your mom and your dad and your family and your loved ones and dig deep. It's time to dig deep, guys. Really just get in there and learn about people. Okay. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Pop.